22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. What's up, everybody in podcast land, and welcome to another episode, or actually a rare consecutive week episode of Meanwhile 22 Pages Later, episode 45. I am one of your hosts, The Cap, sitting here with the often ridiculed, but never apologetic, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. I don't apologize for that. Uh, (laughs) Thou surly clay brain botch. Botch sounded like bitch. I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) And sitting way on the other end of the table is the guy who was the wielder of the six claws, the spoiler of spoilers, the tank driving, no note taking mofo, RT squared, Ralph the tech. All right, I can't keep up with the charade anymore. People help me. They have me here. Chains against my will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Um, 45. It, it, it keeps rolling along. Around this time last year, we were going to a place called um, um, Sonic. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. hint. That's a hint. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we make a trip out there soon. More importantly, we went somewhere else. Oh, um, <laughs> well, 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 you know the cat only the thinks food. for his stomach. It was food. I was I like, we did go somewhere else. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about the food. Hit, hit his, his, uh, his tots trough. Ah, there you go. <laughs> oh, man, that, that, that tots trough was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> so hopefully we make, we make it out there soon. But, but let, where did we go? What do you, where do we go? Where did we go before we went to Sonic? No, we're going to the comic place. We're going to go to Jane oh. Salabab, um Secret oh. Stash. Secret Stash. He was going to say Strike Back. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> Jane Silent Bob, the Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And so I think that right now, it's just a little bit weird with, with fall on the way. It, it still hasn't felt like fall yet. For me, anyway. But the yeah, show. For like, me. Like, <laughs> really? How have you been? <laughs> for me, it's, it's still kind of warm. Really? Nah. It feels good for me, but I mean, I have ice water running through my veins. So. Oh God! And you know what they—you know what they say about um, when people start talking about the weather? You're they, boring them. It, no, that, that, that you're bored with the company you're with. So let's go right <laughs> into something that's not so boring. That what? explains why I always talk about the weather when I'm around you two. Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! Fuck you! Let's go! Fuck you! Yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> cap. Fuck you! Fuck you too, cap. All right. Okay, stop. Let's go into the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Cap. Actually, it's really weird. The, today's quick news actually will be quick because it's only been a week. So wait a minute. I cut the intro short thinking that the quick news was going to be long, and then it's not going to be long? I what? quit. I quit. It's <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> All right, it's the same disappointment you get when you go on a date. When, you know, same thing she said. I expected it to be long, and this is all I got. Um, I've been going on a date with the same person for four years. I think I think things are okay. Now, cranky she is. <laughs> Shout out to G. <laughs> Damn, you know what we're talking about, G. Go ahead. Anyhow, anyhow, before you get me in more trouble, <laughs> riddle me this: What franchise featured its main character's face in black and white, but the original star is dead all over? What? The Crow. Oh, uh, what, yes, too right. soon? All right. <laughs> and just like the movie franchise that was horribly murdered later on, The Crow itself will be coming back to life. Yes. Producer for the movie relaunch, Ed Pressman, says the plan is to begin filming in the spring. And for the hoes at home that don't know the original premise, uh, it's a, a musician is murdered while witnessing his fiance's death. He's brought back to the land of the living by a supernatural crow and uses supernatural abilities 
and exacting revenge on the killers. The musician is named Eric Draven. Get it? Eric the Raven? Uh, yeah, it's because crows and ravens are very similar. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. I, no one ever thought of that, did they? <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you. I never, never thought of that. Never made that connection. Yeah. Eric Draven. Did you guys ever see The Crow? I mean, I remember seeing it when it first came out. Yeah, I've seen The Crow. I, I mean, I enjoyed well, The well, Crow. you were 30 when it came out. So you know, you're yeah. I, I saw it from the nursery. <laughs> <laughs> well, on all jokes aside, what did you guys think of it? For, when I saw it, it was like in bits and pieces. I didn't get to see the whole thing. They don't have entirety. Mo- they don't have whole movies in Dominican Republic. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> you only get what you pay for. I only had one peso. So. <laughs> uh, you said bits and pieces. I was gonna say like Brandon Lee. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so horrible. But it's um, no, I enjoyed the first one. I mean, I can't say I love it because it's really weird when you go and rewatch the movie. You're like, it is a little slower moving. Um, but I do remember enjoying it. Everything after that sucked. And I think they had like four or five movies. They had four or five. I think two went direct to DVD. They all should have gone direct to DVD. It was a horrible, horrible franchise they built. Yeah. I remember back back in the day, a long time ago, I was dating um, uh, this girl who was real into goth and emo and whatever. Right. And she loved, she swore by that movie. But the second one, not the first one, the second Oof. one. And I saw the second Wait, one. There were I, two? Dude, he just, were you not listening? He just said there were five. <laughs> oh, no, I was checking my email. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. The, um, well, Brandon Lee, he died, what, in the second one? Or no, no. He died in the middle of the first one. That's they, right, right. They had, they had to digitally, um, like, rematch, like, had somebody stand in and right. put his face over. That's it. right, because you only saw him from the back for the, the latter half of the film. Right. Yeah, you saw the hair. Yeah, so. <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 I'll agree with, with your assessment of the second one. Even the first one, because the first one was slow, but the second one was boring i kept falling asleep yeah it's just that was the whole point of the well story. there's something slow moving about the crow series and, and i mean i don't know because it's not like it's goth it's slow i mean it's just it just moves a little slow which you know isn't a bad thing but when they do it it is a bad thing yeah know? but i am looking forward to a refreshing uh, hopefully franchise. hopefully it won't be like scream where they're saying hey you know we're making a scream um show but we're not gonna have the scream character right or the mask <laughs> right you know why right what for scream why they don't want to use the mask why Mm-mm, why well, the original mask that they found or that they were basing it off of is owned by some uh, toy company and right. they had to pay for the rights for it. Yeah. But then they mod- when they modified the mask, then they you know got those rights also too. Well, actually, the mask that's in the movie is the original uh, because I was reading the whole thing on it where the, he wanted to use the mask the way it was, but then the studio didn't want to pay because yeah. the company wanted a ton of money. And then eventually they were like, well, we'll just rework the mask. And then the company was like, all right, we'll charge less. Because um, Wes Craven really wanted to use that mask. Mm, you know, absolutely. it was one of those things of, like, in those, they could have modified their own, but he was like, that mask was exactly what he wanted. You well, know? The, 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 they modified it actually, and they used it in, in the movie, but not as the killer's mask. Oh, okay. oh, wow, interesting. And it's funny how we went from one 90s um, famous flick to another. Ah, I do love you, Scream. you have any more 90s things on the next on the agenda? Uh, no. Okay, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we transitioned really well. Guess that fucking failed. Mm-mm. But we have a new rumor reported by uh, Deadline that contends that Warner Brothers is, is in discussion with Jesse Eisenberg for Batman v Superman's version of Lex Luthor to appear in the upcoming Suicide Squad film. Wow. What do we think about that? Okay, wait, Lex Luthor as part of Suicide Squad? Well, he wouldn't be part or, of not it. Part, I mean, but, you know, part of the movie. Well, he'd be yeah, in, involved in some way. I mean, in the later comics, he was somehow involved with the Suicide Squad, but I don't remember how. I think we should ask the Lex Luthor fan. Hey, RT Square, how are you feeling about that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's him not paying attention. That's the crickets in his head. <laughs> no, that's how I feel about that. Really? You don't, yeah. you, don't, you don't think it'd be a good idea? I mean, what would they have him do? Just like have a cameo of Lex Luthor? Probably. I bet you he'll probably know about it or maybe he'll supply them or with something. Or maybe he'll fund them. Right. Or, or maybe he'll fund them, yeah. He shows up with a man in the water. Hey, how's it going, baby? 
How's that suicide squad going on? <laughs> That's the way you feel about Amanda Waller. <laughs> oh, the new one, yeah, she's hot. Well, both of them. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. I mean, it's. I guess, well, the, the part that's interesting is that, um, you know, of course, now that means that the Suicide Squad will then be part of the actual universe that they're creating. Right. Nothing wrong with that. It's just, I, I'm just not a Lex Luthor fan anymore. I'm just, I, I just don't care. No, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I understand. Hey. <laughs> hey, I can't help that. Get a better character. Well, I'll say this. I'll say that I, I like that DC's making an effort of trying to tie in all the movies together. I just don't like the, all the leaks. I feel like when Captain America came out, and when Iron Man was coming out, and the Hulk was coming out, and they had these these cameos at the end of the movies, right. nobody knew about it. Right. But now everybody's fucking leaking it, and it's like, oh, it's not that special anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's why half the time I, I don't go out of my way to pay attention. I, I read just enough to spoil very little in my quick news, and then that's about it. You read just enough to spoil a little. I wonder what Ralph's equation is. <laughs> well, it, the spoiler to non-spoiler ratio is very high. No shit. I still got people <laughs> mad at you for that. Huh? You well, know. all right. If you're mad at Ralph, I'm throwing down the gauntlet right now. <laughs> you can find me on the corner. Which corner? Figure it out. <laughs> oh, that he won't spoil. No spoilers. <laughs> Fuck you, Ralph. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we got a we Kev version of that one. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, for the CW Flash. All right, we have Explosive Rogue Plastique will make her debut in the fifth episode of the season set to air on November 11th. All right, all right. Awesome. Yeah, and... Flash executive producer and creative, uh, he's the chief creative officer of DC Comics. Who's that, by the way? Who is it? Who is it? Jeff Johns. That guy. Jeff Johns. He revealed that the glimpse of Gorilla Grodd's cage in the pilot was not just an Easter egg. John said, quote, like, I can't believe Gorilla Grodd's going to be in the Flash TV show. That's insane. Like, I say it out loud and I think it's still insane. But that's what we want to do. We want to break new ground, end quote. And, and he make... talks like an idiot. What the fuck is up with that? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that was a quote. I'm like, really? <laughs> hey, he's still a kid at heart, and obviously so is his grammar. <laughs> <laughs> but so Gorilla Grodd will actually make it. I wonder like how they're going to do it. I wonder if it'll be typical gorilla looking or if there'll be more Planet of the Apes kind yeah, of I'm, like, I'm, you know, CGI. I'm wondering how they're doing that also. And obviously that's the second half of the show, so we're definitely going to save some well, for that. Well, let's hope it's not some guy in a gorilla costume. <laughs> Oh my imagine? god! Like the it's last a, Planet of the Apes, the, the, the last, um, like the, the last of the originals. Yeah, the originals. Could you imagine yeah. that would be horrible. <laughs> what else you got there, MFG? I got one more thing. Arrow and Flash executive producer Greg Belanti is set to bring Archie and the gang to Fox. What? The show will be written by Archie Comics writer and chief executive officer Robert. I'm um, sorry, excuse me, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Mm-hmm. Aguirre Sacasa is no stranger to the Fox Network. He previously wrote for Glee before transitioning to Archie Comics series, um, like Afterlife with Archie, for instance. Mm-hmm. The show, which is titled Riverdale, will feature the entire Archie cast from Jughead to Kevin Keller, and there are plans to in place to introduce Josie and the Pussycats as well. I'm excited. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. Um, Aguirre Sacasa hints that it might have a touch of David Lynch darkness to it. Aguirre Sacasa said, quote, For over 75 years, there have been thousands and thousands of Archie stories told, but there's always a secret story that's happening in between the panels of these comic book stories. This show is going to explore that, the way we started in Afterlife, learning stuff about Mr. Lodge, the way we explore the weirdness of Cheryl and Jason Blossom. They are weird. And incestuously so. Uh, The Blossoms are going to be characters um, on our show as well. It's going to be a little bit uh, deeper and revealing with things that have been bubbling there in the subtext, making it a little bit more textual. End Hmm. quote. Okay. So the show is going to be held in the Bronx? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see Archie in the Bronx. Well, there is a Riverdale in the Bronx. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I said it. Yeah, I just don't see Archie there. (laughs) Well, well, actually, have you ever been to Riverdale? No, that's why I don't have any gunshots. Actually, dude, Riverdale is one of the most um, affluent spots in New York. 
Really? Yes, absolutely. Riverdale. It's funny because they'll they talk about how much money they you know how much money they're earning over there and how expensive their houses are, but then they want to claim they're part of the Bronx. In certain instances, I'm like, okay, you can't have it both ways. Don't, isn't there a gated community up there too? Uh, um, multiple gated communities over there. It, it, it's very, very like wow. It's so they're like, all like mental institutions. <laughs> well, you can say that. <laughs> but what? <laughs> you press the button. That's why I saw you press it and didn't go. I'm like, ha ha, tech fail. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. There we go. Love you too, Ralph. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's why I said. That's why he said the joke about Riverdale. It actually could happen because Riverdale right. is a very affluent, oh, interesting neighborhood. I doubt it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Spoil our dream. Okay. Is that all the quick news? It's all the quick. Well, it's about half of what I did when we wait two weeks. Wow. See that that that's MFG's rib at me to like say let's start going once a week again. That's right. Well, you either do once a week, you get short quick news, or you do it twice uh, in a month, and you get longer quick news. Is is that the way you treat your dates? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you wait two weeks, it, it, it takes longer, <laughs> or, or I give it to you longer. Either way, I don't know. <laughs> Otherwise, bam, boom. <laughs> Otherwise, bam, boom. What is that beeping? It's in my head, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> it's the only it's so lonely <laughs> yeah and it's, it, it echoes too that's why <laughs> all right all right i i have no quick news i was trying oh, to think of anything God. i mean people keep busting about the whole um carrie kelly i i i don't care i i, I mean not because i'm 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 apathetic towards it i just can't care anymore this movie it just needs to come out because i it just sounds like a pile of shit, just 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 brewing in the bowels of this movie theater. It, it, and I mean, and I want it to be good. You know, just stop I wa- telling me what's in it. I, I want it to be good. I don't feel like it's gonna be a pile of crap. I'm afraid it's gonna be a pile of crap. But I don't think it's gonna be a pile of crap. No, I don't. Well, I shouldn't say I think it is. I, I just don't want it to be. But it's just, it's like every time there's an announcement, so and so is gonna be in it. What the hell is a movie? Just a cameo? <laughs> it's just gonna be them panning for two hours across all the people. The end. <laughs> I, well, go ahead, I heard Stan Lee is gonna have a cameo in it too. <laughs> he should. <laughs> he he's only been he was in DC for only like one year. Was it one year that he did the Stan Lee presents? Uh, yeah, something like that. I, I doubt he was officially there. I think he just you know. I, I wonder what he did besides like I can ruin your characters for you. <laughs> he's gonna oh, right be, uh, my way. He's gonna be a janitor in uh in Wayne Tower. <laughs> <laughs> and then offered fighting for the death for the position. I can only have one butler. Fight for it. <laughs> no, the the best part would be um um Stan Lee playing a, a janitor in Wayne Wayne um Wayne Industries, and you can hear him grumbling to himself. And the director has to keep telling him cut because he keeps saying to himself, "Stark paid me more." Cut. <laughs> Either that or he'll just show up and be like, "Bruce, I want you to have this suit. I've been Batman long enough." <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> All right, let's go to the first half of the show. So, um, as we spoke about last week, and for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be speaking about it. This fall has been the fall of the nerd, and not the fall as in like the downfall, but like this autumn has been the autumn for all nerd shows. Every great show that seems to be on TV seems to be nerd centric or geek centric. Oh yeah, and I'm so happy to to to, to, to say that. I, I thought when you said it was the father of the nerd, I thought it was finally my chance to proclaim my natural right as the nerd king. You, the nerd king, you don't even believe in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even claim that. No, no, no. I, I didn't say I don't believe in the zombie apocalypse. I said I can um, surpass the zombie apocalypse and become king there too. Yeah. Yeah. That's happening. <laughs> Me and my army of self-driving tanks. <laughs> that might do it. Right, self-driving <laughs> tanks. 
you, you can't get the bells to stop bell um to going off in the podcast. Let me see you make a, a a tank. Yeah, I was waiting for that. I'm like, you can't even get the cues on time. <laughs> I did hey, that stop, ha- on stop um, hating on our tech guy. We can't afford another one. <laughs> we can't pay anybody possibly less than we're paying him. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even pay him compliments. <laughs> That's how cheap we are. <laughs> all right, all jokes aside. So basically what I'm saying is that this autumn, the the, the fall TV shows have been geek terrific. Geekrific, yeah. I guess we would say. With more to come, too, actually. Absolutely. So I think in the, in the new year, there's going to be even more of them added on. Really? Yeah, I think so. So right now, we're going to cover one of them, which is something I've come across lately, but Mike and Ralph have been trying to get me to watch it for- And the rest of the world. And the rest of the world for the past year is Sleepy Hollow. Yep. Now, it's a little bit different than that Johnny Depp movie that they did um, about was it 15 yeah, years ago. That was a great movie, too. It wasn't that long, was it? Yeah, it was long. 15 time. years ago. 15 years ago. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So with oh, what were you gonna say, Ralph? I was gonna say no, your uh, mouth quivered. You said Ugh. I'm just moving my self. Well, you said Johnny Depp. His mouth always quivers when you say Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Awesome. <laughs> That's what does it for the tech. <laughs> oh, Johnny Depp! <laughs> so believable. And <laughs> and with a synopsis, a Johnny Depp free synopsis is. How's the CRT square? <laughs> MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Oh, hold on. I have to take all these references of Johnny Depp out now. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Sometimes it only takes months for TV writers to jump on the latest thrill to make a series. And other times it takes them 194 years. Such is the case with Sleepy Hollow, which is based on the ever-popular short story written by... Hold on. The Washington Irving. Washington Irving. Oh. Yes, two for two. two In for 1820. Two, uh, the story was published following another of Irving's well-known tales... Bad enough. Rip Van Winkle. Oh, wow. I didn't Which, know you Which, if that. you think about it now, you understand how they've been combined into this one story. All right. right. So, synopsis. As we all know, 1781 was a bad year to be a soldier slash spy for the colonial army because it was commonplace to be killed by supernatural Hessian militants. But it was the worst time for bald, reanimated corpses infused with the power of death of the Horsemen of the Apocalypse because you'd most likely be decapitated. And that's exactly what happened in our story. So, very much unlike Irving's tale of a milquetoast school teacher of legend, our Ichabod Crane awakes from a mystical healing slumber in present time only to find that the Hessian soldier he killed 232 years ago is alive and looking for head. (laughs) (laughs) He is... To aid in his quest to stop the Headless Horseman and prevent the demon Moloch from bringing forth the apocalypse, Crane is joined by Lieutenant Grace Abigail Big Booty Mills, her her psycho sister Jenny, and Captain Frank Irving, as well as Sheriff August Corbin, oh wait, no, no, wait, he's dead, Um, Officer Andy Brooks, no, wait, he's dead, Uh, (laughs) Katrina Crane, nope. She's dead. Uh, damn, his backup sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Katrina's in limbo. She's dead. That's why you're in limbo. Spoiler. No, no, no. She was taken to limbo. 232 it, years ago. Let him finish the <laughs> synopsis. Right, fine, oh, fine. I have finished the synopsis. That was it? His backup does suck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I was waiting for one of your quips at the end. Will this and this happen or will this and this happen? See, Mikey, do me off. I leave people expecting because then they'll want more later. But then he doesn't want to wait two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> right. Okay. He teases you and then he gives it right to you. <laughs> Just give you the tip. Just give it a tip. Pop. There it goes. Yeah. Did you say pop? There it goes. I, I've never had a night like that. <laughs> pop. There it goes. Well, then you haven't lived, my friend. You, I've also haven't had sex with a blow up doll. <laughs> <laughs> this month. <laughs> this month. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. Sleepy Hollow, only a season and a couple of episodes old. Now, I'll speak on on my behalf. I haven't watched the first season, but the reason why 
I was able to join us speaking about it is because they gave a quick synopsis of the series during a, a Fox com- a three minute Fox commercial. Nice. And it was like one of the things that got me into it. And then we went to pop, when we went to the Comic Con. Wait, Fox didn't cancel that three minute commercial. <laughs> I was surprised that Fox had a show with a with a black woman as the, as one of the stars. Do you know how many black people were in that show? I know. <laughs> I was just like, damn, <laughs> we have overcome. <laughs> <laughs> Executive producer Al Sharpton. <laughs> no, I won't say that. I won't say that joke. Uh, but yeah, so wait, wait, wait. The cap is refraining himself. Yes, I'm refraining myself. This is a new improved cap. It's got to be. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that basically you guys have been watching it longer than I have. So what is it about this series that you feel like is so different than some of the other series that are out there? Because I It's w- good. But why is it good? Why is it good? Can you break that down? Oh, yeah, easily. Because it is. <laughs> no, um, it just... I mean, it's not like, you know, so much that it's such a unique show. I mean, of course, it is different than anything that's out there right at the moment. But it's... It's just fun. I mean, they, they somehow they they managed to do a good uh, blend of of your horror adventure slash humor mm-hmm. um, without going overboard. You know, like you always get that temptation with writers to just oh, let's just go wacky, and it's like no, that doesn't really work very well. Not for everything, anyhow. Right. Um, this one did a good job, and um, I, I like the fact that they were they've been very consistent with Crane and his unfamiliarity with today's times. You know, I mean, even with the new season with him, you know, finally having learned how to drive and stuff like that, it's just. It's still fun, whereas a lot of places it gets old really fast because they don't know how to handle cell phone. it. Yeah, well, I mean, just like usually, it's like you know, you get these people out of time thing in, in TV shows or even in movies, and it's like they wake up, you know, after two hundred years on Monday, and by Tuesday they're well adjusted, and you're like, well, that just makes no sense at all. Here is very <laughs> consistent, right? I'm waiting for him to be like, oh, my, uh, let me update my followers on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I have to have to say is that. Unless, and I doubt it is because he's a refined gentleman, even though he's from a time before that they would have known a lot more about germs and washing. He has the same outfit on all the time. And I'm like, can't they just buy him another outfit? I mean, even if they want to buy old clothes. Well, if, if you remember back uh, when he, that one episode where they had the, the reenactments of the wars. Right. So he met the girl and she provides him with clothing of that era. That's why. He's always wearing those kind of clothes. Ah, ah, I really don't remember that that clearly. I remember it, but not clearly enough. It was just one of those things that, I, you know, I would just wish that they just made a little bit more like, here you go. Or at the same time, it's like, why would you want to wear those clothes? They're uncomfortable and hot. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Cause, well, I mean, he's used to them. Yeah, but it's modern time now. They're used to it because that's all they had. And global warming, brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot as hell in Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Wherever. Upstate New York. Upstate New York. <laughs> I've seen one episode. It's Sleepy Rocks. Hollow. That's where Sleepy it's, Hollow is. It's an actual town. It's in a, New not. York. Well, now I know. Thank you. Oh. Okay. But what I'll say is this. Every, when I think of Sleepy Hollow, I think of the Disney short. That yeah. was also in New oh, York. No, I'm not justifying my fucking... <laughs> What the hell? Ralph's getting back at me for me getting back at him early in the show. Ralph, I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Fuck Don't you. forgive him. <laughs> yeah, go down. Anyway, <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is that when I think about Ichabod Crane, I think about him being this timid guy right. versus this vicious headless horseman. And this Ichabod Crane is anything but. Right. No, no. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good change glad, there. Yeah. You know but it still took place in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It took place in New York. Whatever. Okay, fine. You know what's also cool is that he actually is a school teacher, too. Because he, yeah. was, he was a professor in Oxford. Right. I mean, they made sure that they kept that guy. Because I laughed when they said that he was a professor at Oxford. I'm like, of course, you're trying to keep as much of the legend there as possible. Right. And I mean, and I did say the name of the captain, but did you notice his name is Irving? 
So they kept that reference in there just to make a little bit more in there. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And, and Orlando Jones, the amazing actor, plays him. Yeah. I like Orlando Jones. Amazing. Let's let's tone that down a little he's, bit. He's he's, he's funny. Hilarious. He's a lot better than a lot of people expected. From those seven up commercials to doing what he's done now, from drumline to all the other things, he's he's better than expected. But I wouldn't use amazing. Yeah, but I, I like the characters. Though. Um, the, the story. I mean, it's it's also supported by really good characters, and it's only been boosted because a he is a good actor, and I just love the guy. I love John Noble. Like you know, he's yeah. he's. He, I mean, well, like, like you saw in Fringe, he's really capable of playing such a naive. Like just well-meaning person, and then flip of a switch, he is the most evil son of a bitch you ever want to run across. <laughs> for <laughs> you for those uh, you don't know, John Noble plays Henry Ichabod, and Henry Parrish, Ichabod's. Uh, well, that old, would be Jeremy, old son. Well, Harry Henry Parrish is who he is now. Yeah, he was actually Jeremy Crane, Crane. which is their son, and that, who is yeah. now the Horseman of War. Yeah, <laughs> hold on. We started this. We started this, or? and we're talking about things, and we didn't add the spoiler. I didn't think we need to. All right, here we go. Warning: This segment may contain spoilers. Does so leave Ralph alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already spoiled. I'm thinking like anybody who hasn't watched the first season. Now, mind you, I saw the commercial, so I know all this stuff. Right. But I could imagine people like saying, "What the hell?" No, everybody else has already seen it, so they're already caught up. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. But I mean, there's lots of good stuff in, um, in the thing. I mean, I do like the fact that uh, his wife, had, well, she has been in limbo and now is just in a different other predicament right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I am curious to see, you know, if, for instance, let's say if it makes a good five-year run or even a six-year run, um, if they'll kind of keep her or if like she'll serve a purpose for a year or two okay. and then maybe on the way out or, or weaning her out or something like that, if they will make any kind of romantic play between him and lieutenant mills I, I, you know just and then because i mean because i mean again if they don't like fully bring her into this world even though right now she is in this world but if, if they do say well she's got to be dead again i mean he's still honoring a wife that then he really can't be with you know yeah so i will and you'll be but it'll be interesting to see if like she's a ghostly limboish kind of form that's aware of her husband falling for this woman this negress, this black woman, negress. I, I, I bet you there's a lot of people who've already written some sort of fan fiction where Ichabod and Lieutenant slips in. Knows, he, yeah. Right, he slips at a crane. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slips at a crane. Where's the bell for that? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I'm just curious, only because. But I do like the fact that there isn't really like right now it's really close camaraderie that they have i like because i hate when it's just oh there's two stars male female they've got to be on you know each other like right away it's like no i like the fact that they are in a situation you know and that their closeness is definitely tied to having to care for each other and actually learning to care for each other it's it's like a brother sister relationship that they have definitely And, and i got that vibe from when i was watching um that the, the first episode of the new season, mm-hmm. and you get that vibe, especially with them having the tea and sitting there. Right. Yeah. Oh, it was a call. I think it was the coffee. They were having espresso, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Well, he was having a, a cappuccino. I had a cappuccino. <laughs> it's outrageous that they. It's all this hot milk and just a splash of coffee. And then he tastes, and he's like, "Whoa! Oh. I, I can see why they <laughs> charge like, as much. It's this ambrosia. It's ambrosia." <laughs> now let's talk about Detective Mills for a second. How do we feel about her? I'm very happy to see, like I said, a person of color. In a um, very in, in a lead role of a TV series. Well, it's not even just that she's in a lead role. Um, I mean, you know, of course that's great, and I'm happy for that. I like the fact that she's a very capable woman. Mm-hmm. Like she's not Agreed. just a woman in a lead role in the series, and he's always saving the day. She saves his, but he, she said, you know, I like that she's very capable. Like a like there are times in the series where my mind goes to more standard TV shows 
where you know she's dealing with situation and you expect her to be kind of like oh well you know we'll try and help or whatever or whatever you know like to defer to that more stereotype female role right but meanwhile she just instantly takes charge i like and that. i like that because it's like first of all she's a police officer I'm expecting that from her. And she's very good at her job. She was going to go to Quantico. She was going to go to the FBI. That's rare, you know? Yeah. And, and so I, I hate when you get that, like, oh, they're going to Quantico. They're really smart. They're really ambitious or whatever. And then they just play them off as, you're a man. You have to lead me. You know? <laughs> like, I hate that. So I yeah. really like her character a lot. Yeah, I think I think um, it's funny because when they started talking about the character, first off, she's beautiful. Oh, yeah, she's really she's beautiful. beautiful. She's beautiful. I've she's seen her. I'm like, Because wow. you guys haven't mentioned her name. It's Nicole Meharry. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what you were on your phone for. I thought you were yeah, no, I have it all here. I just hadn't gotten around you're to it. You're just like, oh, she, she, she. Her well, name is Nicole. Okay, why are you shooting me down? Because I'm I, I'm talking about a show that I don't know much about. You do it a lot. <laughs> I don't bust your ball. Well, what I do. So, never mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Detective Mills, all that stuff you mentioned, Mike, and all the stuff you talked about, Ralph, exactly why I, why I like that particular character. Because she does take charge. Because she's not stereotypically, um, you know, like kind of falls back and says, well, I don't know what we're going to do. Right. She's like, okay, let's get this done. And even if she's wrong, she's very assertive in, mm-hmm. in, in her in her actions. And right. Her, well, she's making a decision. I mean, right. you know, it's like I'm making a, a decision I can based off of what I can make it from. Right. And I like that. I also like, um, actually, with all the characters of color in there, none of them are stereotypes. You know, I, I mean, you know, they're all normal people. I don't want to hear the, oh, they're educated and they sound white kind of an attitude. It's like, no, they sound like real people. Right. You and, and you don't have no, uh-uh, you're going right. to do that crane. Right, exactly. We're, we're, we're in some instances, you know, you might want to hear it, but the setting and everything, it, it, they're just intelligent characters that are just, right. you know. And it's also believable because it's, there'd be no reason that she should talk like that. She's from this town. This right. is not a major city or, I mean, granted, you know, people follow the MTV and that's really, really where a lot of this stuff is just learned behavior more so than actual speak. But it's just like, no, they were born and raised here. She's an educated woman. She speaks well. And they all do. And I like that very much. Did you say follow the MTV? Like, like, like <laughs> they, they, they follow the television shows. Yeah. They follow <laughs> the rock and or the role. <laughs> you know where Mike grew up. He's generation uh, negative A. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's generation, generation one. He's generation Stone Age. <laughs> generation Yabba Dabba Doo. I was just gonna go for a Flintstone joke also. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean I, I really like Detective um Detective Mills. Now I'm not familiar with some of the other characters. I know Orlando Jones is in it. Now what is who is his Well he captain? was her captain. Okay. Um which replaced the sheriff uh that was killed, you know. Early on, oh, he was beheaded. That's oh, I thought you were giving. I'm it like, this. I'm like, he he did a swipe at his neck, and I'm like, did we just go off the air? <laughs> yeah. I was wondering, was like, shut the fuck up, you're spoiling. That's my job. Testing, testing. <laughs> no, we're good. But we're uh, good. but yeah, so he replaced that uh, sheriff. So he was the captain, and gotcha. then uh, for well, reasons that you'll see in the first season, he's been he had to confess to a murder that he didn't commit in order to save his daughter, who really didn't commit the murder either, but. Uh, so he's just now in the loony bin. She was possessed. Yeah. Ah, so you'll I, see all that kind of stuff. Because I saw in, in the end of um, the first one, he was in the loony bin, but I didn't, you know, I couldn't yeah. figure out why. So, of course, you know, he, of course, was suspicious of all this because that's the thing. Like, that was the, that's the part that was a little bit interesting with the show is that, of course, at first murders occurred at night and no one saw what was going on. But then eventually you had cops seeing the headless horseman, but everybody went into like instant denial, like mm-hmm. like mega denial. <laughs> oh, it was just a guy with a costume with a superheated axe. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because when, uh, when they examined the, the bodies that were cut off, they would see because the horseman's axe is just super hot and it cuts real clean. Yeah, and it cauterizes and it immediately. cauterizes the wound right, right away. Wow. So when they look at the bodies, they're like, what kind of weapon can do this? And it was funny. Someone said lightsaber. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely been a good play, but that's his character. Um, and oh, we didn't mention that Ichabod Crane is uh, Tom Meeson is the actor, and right. I think he does a fantastic job oh, yeah. of, of being Ichabod Crane. Um, it would have been awesome if he was at Comic-Con. Yeah, that would have yeah, been awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I listened to last week's um, podcast, and when you were talking about, you know, it would have been better, we would have had some some of the other characters. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Well, Ichabod and Abby, that would have been fantastic. That would have made the day right then and there. <laughs> well, they would have needed at least two chairs for her ass, though. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> she's lost some weight. I mean, not that she was ever heavy to begin with. She looks like her body; she's trimmed up a little bit there. She, so she Mike, def- so Mike defends her, but doesn't defend Eve Mendez. Eva Mendez, <laughs> she she's not chunky, Abby Mills. <laughs> Damn, I already called her a big booty. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, oh, did, did I just do that? No, okay, sorry about that. Um, yeah. So, where, where were we? Oh, we were talking, talking about characters. Yeah, um, I love I love the sister. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I got so lost on ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I love the sister Jenny Mills. You know, yeah, at first I kind of thought she was annoying, and I expected she was going to die. And now I'm happy they didn't kill her off. I, mean, I do kind of like her. I thought she was only going to be like. Uh, I didn't think she was going to be a reoccurring character. No, that's why I thought that she would appear, give information, and then die. Like you know, maybe not that die, or just like stay in the in the asylum or something. Right. And like, yeah. she would show up once in a while when they needed more information because it turns out that she was getting. She was actually working with the the first captain, like he was training her. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's why she was always she appeared crazy. Ah, okay, all right. Now, I, uh, from what I saw on the panel, there's a new sheriff in town. I believe. Yes, because yes. Captain Irving's in the Looney Bin, right? right. So, so I mean, I, so I got an idea of that from the podcast. And w- w- Lena Reyes. We had to get a little Hispanic in there. That's right. Played by Sakina Jaffrey. Uh, I do not know if she's Hispanic or not. <laughs> she seemed Hispanic, or like she appeared to be Hispanic, but... What was she doing, Windows at the time or something? Uh, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> she served me some arroz con pollo. <laughs> That's where I've seen it before. A caridad. <laughs> That's a shout out to my Dominican and Puerto Rican friends in New York. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I think she is uh, part Indian. Cause she, oh, cool. She was okay. born in Manhattan, but her parents are Madhur and Said. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. There we go. She didn't seem Spanishy at all. <laughs> <laughs> What's cool though is that they they um they connected her right away to Abby, where she was the arresting officer that um got her mother sent to the loony bin, and so when uh, when Abby finds this out, it's a real big thing because then we we discover that Abby's mother killed herself because she couldn't see her daughters. Wow. Yeah. Well, I also um, but I like though again in those scenes where she finds out about that, I love her instant. I have to accept this woman as my captain. Again, it's like I, I like the way they portray her character, where she's not just like, ah, fuck you, you're not my real captain. You know, she's right away like, yes, ma'am. You know, and even when she finds out, you know, about the fact that this woman's involved in the fact that her and her sister ended up in foster homes, it's just that she's very much, you know, she keeps it to herself. But I just like the, her reaction. I like the way that the character is portrayed. You know, I think Abby Mills does a really good job. The sheriff looks looks pretty good. I, I'm wondering how long it's going to take her to find out what the hell's going on in this town, yeah. or if it's going to be one of these things where she was sent to the town because she kind of knew what was going on. And right, I mean, yeah. I don't know if I would like that. Like, you know, that we're part like of an a, order that that knew about this, and we sent this woman in. You know, that seems like an M Night Shyamalan twist. It does. It does. It's like it's like uh, you see someone uh, some demon starts attacking and then you see her out of nowhere spitting out Latin exercising the demon right <laughs> and you just see Abby and Ichabod's mouth drop to the crown it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> hey by the way whatever happened to Nicholas Gonzalez um, character detective Luke Morales in the first season I'm right. yeah, yeah I'm must, did he get killed yeah he got killed okay he, I wasn't sure I was trying to remember he was he, he was one of the guys he was a love got, interest of, a former love killed interest killed of Mills okay by the demon 
I was trying to, oh that's right irving's daughter okay i couldn't remember i'm like i'm like i remember him being there and then he was suddenly gone yeah. so wait okay. so, so so the latin character is gone no 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 no. this was a whole other no no, no. i'm saying uh, 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 uh nicholas gonzalez right well he wasn't hispanic in the show i don't i mean i guess he was luke morales i guess he was he just I'm, I'm i don't just, know I'm they tired. replaced it with another one i call shenanigans they're interchangeable <laughs> they're interchangeable, they're interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> and yet no one black has died this is good. Yeah. Progress. Yeah. Progress. Very, very, very good. <laughs> They're going to get all wiped out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now, it, this is not only a show about the Headless Horseman, for those who are, who've, those who've never watched the show before. They have a lot of different villains tied into this whole, um, yeah. you know. A, a lot of supernatural mythologies in general are, are right. tied in there because you have the, the leader, as far as we know, the leader of all of this stuff is this demon called Moloch. Right. And he exists also in Limbo. And he's just freaky as hell. He's a freaky demon. Um, and the way he uses the mirrors to communicate and kill is just it's crazy. It's, it's really amazing. They um, do that um, sort of like the ring thing, you know, where it's like when, when they're watching the tape, the girl's in the distance, and then out of nowhere she's there in the front. Oh, yeah. So Malik does that sometimes. And yeah. Oh, wow. But when he does it, he'll crack the mirror, yeah. which also freaks you out. You know? Wow. It's funny because he said ring thing, and it w- I went away from Sleepy Hollow to ring thing. Do your thing. <laughs> that's a thing ring. <laughs> Whatever, same shit. <laughs> but but wow, that's kind of creepy. I've only seen Monica a couple of times. You know, like I've seen you know references to him. Ooh. There's um, what was it? There's one episode where Henry's talking to him, mm-hmm. and you just see like him, up full the full, full body everything uh-huh. right there, and just how freaking freaky he is because you don't even see his lips moving when he's. Yeah. He's talking, you know? Really? Yeah. It's, it's like, that's just even scarier. Yeah, he, 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 they really did a good job with him and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just, it's a great show. I mean, it, it looks really well. The sets are nice. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's, I don't know, it just has everything. It just has everything for this type of show. It's just really, really, really good. Yeah. And, and um, just to kind of touch on the second season, one of the characters, what are the characters that they've done so far? They've done the Pied Piper, mm-hmm. which was really creepy. The, we- right. the Weeping Lady was in the second season also. Um, from the first, you had the. Well, you had the Sandman. The Sandman. You had the Horseman of um, Pestilence, was it? Or, or plague. Famine. Or plague. Was, it, was it Plague? I thought it was Plague, but plague. yeah, whichever one, yeah. The one that brings disease. Plague. Plague. Yeah. So you had that guy. Um, what else you had? Well. But then they had, I mean, they well, had one, I couldn't remember what it was called, well, from Indian Legend. I just don't remember the name of it. Some of the names are. Oh, it was like a gin sort of a. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, this season, like I said, we've had the Pied Piper. Um, well, we finally got to see the Horsemen of Wars, um, well, which they did very much like the, the Thor uh, destroyer body armor mm-hmm. because uh, John Noble's actually able to control this armor, um, the suit of armor for, as the Horseman of War, you know, with his soul. He's able to control it with his soul. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he mentally controls it. Wow. Um, and they brought to life some kind of a Gollum-like character. What was that? Oh, that was, that was actually oh, um, Henry's Gollum. No, oh, no, 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 no. Not, not that one from last season. I'm talking about this season. What was the, the thing that they had to piece back together? Shit, it's like the com- no. Yeah, I can't remember. It's but there was some creature that was almost like a Frankenstein-like creature, but it was okay. on their side. The companion, oh. the compatriot. Com- yeah, something like something that. Like I don't that. remember. All right. Wow. So it, it, it sounds because it's funny when you watch the commercials, you see how spooky it looks, and you know me, I'm not a horror fan, so I, I don't like messing with it. But it's a really, it, it looks like it's a really good show. And, and like we talked about, the characters, you know, really in depth. And, you know, it's not only the Headless Horseman, it's the Headless Horseman and all these other car- these other creatures. So The Kindred. The Kindred, that's what it was. Yeah. Ah, the Kindred, okay. I want to see what's going to happen with that because at, at the end of that episode, the Kindred just rides away on his horse. 
right after saving um abby and ichabod mm-hmm. he rides away and then they're just like okay let's just leave this animated creature that we have no idea whose allegiance it has run away but whatever i just want to see what's going to happen like later on like the the horseman's probably going to come at them and then out of nowhere the kindred's going to be there well the most important part about the kindred is it has the horseman's head yeah Ah, quick question. Um, where's the horseman now? In the in the first couple of episodes, we haven't really seen the horseman. Oh, we've seen him a lot. Yeah, he's staying in a in a cottage. He's in a cottage with uh, a B and B with <laughs> with Ichabod's <laughs> wife uh, Katrina. He's, uh, he's yeah. holding her captive because she's tricked him into keeping her alive because he wants to make her just like him. So he's gonna chop off her head and make her uh, part of death. Yeah, can you imagine that? I mean, not only doing it, but knowing it's coming. He's like, yeah, pretty much we're going to make you just like him. So <laughs> so she's doing tr- it and knowing it's coming. Yeah, yeah. that's happened before. She, she she did the woman thing where it's like, if you do it against my will, I'm even though I'm going to be with you, I'm still going to hate you. Yeah. So she's like, let me go to you willingly, you know? Right. So he's, he's waiting. He's like, all right, fine. But in the end, you will be mine. Yeah. And, that, and now um, it was an amulet that he gave her back in the day when they were all still alive and normal people. Uh, that amulet, uh, the horseman is able to has has enchanted in some way, so that what it is is that now and for viewing purposes and talking purposes, she when when he's around, she can actually see his head as an illusion, and therefore he can talk to her. Yeah. and it's an actor from uh, the first season. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, the, yeah. They, that guy was Ichabod's best friend. It's an interesting right. device. Oh, he was Ichabod's best friend. Yeah, so the, yeah. the horseman of death is Ichabod's best friend. To boot. Yes. Wow. Well, yeah, it was his best friend. Well, because well, they, they pull a little bit from the, the actual legend and stuff like that. I mean, where they weren't best friends, they were actually rivals for this girl because in the legend, Ichabod wanted this woman, but she turned him down. Yeah. And I guess this guy, his name was Brahm or something along that line. Uh, he ends up, you know, with her. And every time anyone talks about Ichabod Crane, he just gives this knowing look like he kind of knows what happened to him, but he doesn't say anything. Right. Um, so there's all that's why the suspicion is, is that he's responsible for Ichabod Crane's disappearance mm. in the story. Okay. Um, but here, you know, they were just rivals for the same well well, unspoken rivals. Right. Ichabod liked her, she liked him, but she was betrothed to this guy. All right. Let me ask you this question. Does this does this season feel different than the first? Now obviously the first you have to set up a lot of groundwork, you have to set up a lot of foundation, but is the feeling different? Oh my goodness. <laughs> what the heck happened? Oh, your cat, my cat. Wow, pussy got in the way. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what you get for petting him. <laughs> Goes pressing Q buttons. Are we still live? Good. Yeah. Okay. Right, <laughs> so the question was: worst episode ever. ever. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, comic book fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my question is: does this still have the same feel as when the series first came out, or do you feel like um, it's um, better or it's not as good. I mean, we're only a couple of episodes in, but right. usually you have an idea of how you're feeling about the next season by a couple of episodes. Oh, I mean, so far I'm I'm 100 percent involved and I'm into it. Um, it has the same general feel of the first season, but um, like you said, it's not as much introducing as much. So now we're getting much more into the meat faster. And uh, I, I would say not to be punny, but I'm about to be punny. You feel that you're preparing for war. Like, you know, and that's what it feels like in this season. So, like, so, you, so you feel a build. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully they don't deflate that, but it feels like, you know, you're preparing for, and it's not that the war should happen this season, but it feels like you're, you're ramping up the, the sides now. Right. Okay. And what do you feel tech? How do you feel about it? Um, do you feel the season, this season is 
going to be better? Do you feel like it's worth the same? How do you feel about the way the season started off? So far, I think it's pretty good because you've introduced a new character with, um, forget his, the the guy who was uh, Millie's. Um, who? Abby's sister. What's her name again? Jenny. Jenny. I'm sorry. Millie. Where that came from. Millie. From Mills. <laughs> Keep Je- going. Jenny's uh, ex-boyfriend, I guess you could call them, or right. romantic trysts. I don't know. Right. You but, mean the profiteer? Yes, the profiteer. So Privateer. This guy who's who seems to um, look at these artifacts and, and look at the profit that he can make off of them, but not really believe what they do. Mm-hmm. And you can see that he's probably going to be get more into it as he helps uh, Abby and, and uh, Ichabod more. Mm-hmm. And just like the new creatures that they've introduced already so far. I mean, you got the Pied Piper of Hamlin. I mean, come on. Uh, uh, he wasn't the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Whatever. The Pied Piper. There we go. Yeah. Who was a kick-ass fucking assassin that sold his, his soul to the demon, to the devil. It was, like, it was really cool. Right. And then just the, the way that the Weeping Lady looked, you know, that was awesome. So I haven't seen the Weeping Lady yet, so I'm going to check that out. When you check that out, it's yeah. just, it looks so fucking cool. It's cool. Like, if this is what a, a preview of what's to come in the, the next episodes, and it's what they said at Comic-Con that they're going straight through yeah. un, until the mid-season finale. So yeah, so, and so they upped no the amount breaks. of episodes too. There were thirteen with the original, and now there's going to be eighteen this year. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. All yeah. right, so so that's going to be something great to look forward to. I know that this season is going to be even better than the first. All right, cool. And, he, and the first one was awesome. The first one it was like you saw an episode, and you're like, shit, can it be Monday again? I want to see this. Thing. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> it was awesome. They always left it like it wasn't much. It wasn't like a cliffhanger, but it's like you're wondering what's going to happen next. You know? Okay. And the cool part too is that it's actually set in Sleepy Hollow. Like it actually oh, is filmed it, there. it actually filmed there. So yeah. it's not like filmed in like Vancouver no. or no. Toronto. No, they film it there. It's just the town is not as big as they make it seem, but it, it is filmed there. Okay. May I ask, is there anything else you guys want to add before we go into ratings? Watch the damn show, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now I have to listen. I mean, now I have to like totally do that because after we went to that panel, I was like, after I saw the preview and then I saw the, the panel, yeah, because they literally at the uh, panel, for those of you that don't know, they showed half of the episode. I, th- I thought they misspoke. They said, hey, we're going to show the first half of the episode. I'm like, did they be the first half of what? Oh, they meant the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, they meant the first half of the episode. I was like, they have time to just sit there and show the half? Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's called, we have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, though, because they're, they're like, you want to see the rest of it? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we got to see the rest of it. And he's like. Oh, you you can see it tomorrow at nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone booed the Fox. Guy. Yeah, he's like, move. I actually got booed. I'm like, what did you think? <laughs> dick, dick move. Okay, so, um, what are we rating the second season of Sleepy Hollow? Or so far, it's a, it's a so far grade, I guess, because you know we it's not completed. I gotta give it incomplete because I have to watch the first season to understand the, some things about the second season. But what do you think, RC Square? I give it so far. So far. Uh, four big booty mills out of five. Four out of five. All right. Yeah. Oh, almost a six claws or six booties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mike? I give it a completely solid nine lieutenant out of ten. <laughs> I love that he calls her lieutenant. Lieutenant. Oh, goodness. Well, I I'm, once I finish catching up with that series, I'll be able to catch all the jokes. Did well, you, it's not a joke. I mean, that's the actual pronunciation. Yeah, we, a, we deferred it to lieutenant, I think, from a the different spelling, but it's actually... I won't say it's actually pronounced, but that was an old pronunciation. That's the old was, pronunciation. Was lieutenant, yeah. That wow. actually helps them out, too. Yeah, at a, at a certain the, point. The, the In a certain point that we won't spoil. 
<laughs> All right. So there it was just a tank. happened. <laughs> so there was a tank. There's a tank. All right. He busts. He takes the tank and busts through limbo. Starts firing. He's like, ah, I'm gonna get you out of here, fucking ah. All right, all right, all right. So there you <laughs> have. Then it. he was aided by Rick. They were like, Carl, Carl, get that demon. <laughs> no, because then then Ralph would have shut it off. <laughs> so there you have it. A quick look at season two of Sleepy Hollow. Obviously, from these guys, nothing to sleep on. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I get this cat hair off my leg. Because Ralph doesn't know how to stop petting my cat. Hey, you got a good juicy pussy. (laughs) Hi, everyone. This is Mike the Finance Guy. You spend time listening to me, Ralph, and the cat. Now we want to listen to you. Like us on Facebook at Meanwhile 22 Pages Later and send us your comments and enjoy our content. Also, join us on Twitter at Meanwhile 22 and catch our website at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. But don't forget to download our podcast for free on iTunes and give us your review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the second half of the show. Um, We here, meanwhile, 22 pages later, suffered a great loss. And for more on that is MFG Mike, the finance guy. We all know that Saturday morning used to mean only one thing. Cartoons. But following October 4th, the joy of American children everywhere is lost forever. CW was the last holdout for cartoon blocks, but it finally gave in to the 1990s FCC rule requiring broadcast networks to provide a minimum of three hours of educational programming every week. So after 50 plus years, the only thing left to say is after these messages, we won't be right back. Very fitting words, MFG. Today we come together to pay our respects and remember the beloved national treasure its untimely demise will forever leave a hole in the place of the most sacred time of the week. Saturday mornings. A time where you can sleep in or rise from bed only if you wanted to. Or in my case, dust and clean the house with your mother. But anyway. But between the smell of no school and the smell of lemon-scented pledge. Praise Jesus! Praise Jesus! Was the sanctuary called... Saturday morning cartoons. Amen. Amen. And for a word is Ralph the Tech. Oh, those great Saturday morning cartoons. Hi, we shall miss you. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Now no longer here. The Herculoids. Every morning with Gleep and Gloop and that Gollum kind of guy. Oh, how we miss you. Those wacky races we used to watch. Wacky races? Oh, yes, with Dastardy and Muttley and Penelope Pitstop. The uh, Ant Hill mob protecting her. Oh, how we will miss those Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> Birdman and Space Ghost. Birdman. Avenger no more. Avenger no more. Dino Mutt and Blue Falcon. I'll miss you even more. So much that we've lost and nothing we've gained. And now, MFG, what do you have to say? Scooby and Shaggy have gone to the pot-smoking innuendo in the sky. While E. Coyote has canceled his membership to Acme and the Roadrunner drank his last Red Bull. Dragon Ball has gone from Z to GT to END. And Yu-Gi-Oh! 
can finally stop suffering a long, slow death. And in the words of the great poet, no more thunder, no more snorks, no more Captain Caveman's dirty forks, super friends, and the Legion of Doom, just like Elvis, have left the room. And now, a last word from the cat. Saturday Morning Cartoons was a wonderful place, a place of imagination and color, a place where comic book heroes fought villains, video game characters became real, and toy commercials pushed their addicting agendas. A place where Pole Position, Donkey Kong, Dungeons & Dragons were more than games. They came to life. A place where even a growing fad like the Rubik's Cube or Munchie Cheese could have their own time slot. At least for half a season. Thunder! <laughs> a place where you sat eagerly in front of your television set and were able to flip between three, yes, three channels and choose what animated goodness you wanted to watch. My glasses! I can't see anything without my glasses! <laughs> this place gave Spider-Man a chance to play with his amazing friends, gave the X-Men their first big-time push, and gave Adam West a chance to reprise his role as Batman on Super Friends. Captain <laughs> Caveman! Dear chum. <laughs> this place even gave popular movies a chance to fail miserably on the small screen, like Teen Wolf and the Karate Kid. So, we say goodbye to the mornings of Saturday that gave us shows like Black Star and Muppet Babies, Tom and Jerry and the Pro Stars, Mr. T, Kid Video, Scooby-Doo, Scrappy-Doo, and whatever Scooby-Doo's dumb cousin was, I don't know. Goodbye, sweet Saturday morning cartoons Scooby Dumb Scooby Hawks Scooby Hawks you'll be missed just one last thing now we're stuck with Disney XD Cartoon Network and Boomerang <laughs> all I can say is what's up doc that's all folks okay I know something happier <laughs> 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 so now let's talk about another autumn TV show. I can't say fall. I keep feeling like we're talking about something tragic. <laughs> let's talk about another autumn. Oh, I'm falling. I can't get up. Is that what you say all the time, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I just call it post summer. Post summer. Yeah. Post-summer. Okay. So for and a- I can't fall over with this tripod. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> tripod. <laughs> Heard one leg shorter than the other. The one with no toes. <laughs> So, let's talk about the show that is, I want to say, sweeping the nation, but I feel like it's sweeping the nation. The new CW show, The Flash. I am so excited about this show. And with a synopsis of this great show is... Gasp. Gasp MG, Mike the Finance... No. <laughs> MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Okay. More me. <laughs> Surprise. <Yay. laughs> it's a three-man show. You're only going to get some time. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> First appearing in Flash Comics number one in January 1940, the original Flash was Jay Garrick in a book that ran for 104 issues until its cancellation in 1949. Seven years later, 1956 for you mathletes out there, DC Comics revived the speedster for modern times. In showcase number four, Barry Allen became the Flash that we know today until his death in 1985's Crisis on Infinite Earths. 
But thanks to the power of shit happens, <laughs> Barry Allen was resurrected in 2008's Final Crisis. Now for the synopsis. Fresh from his adventure on season two of the mega hit TV show Arrow, assistant forensic officer Barry Allen wakes from his lightning slash chemical slash particle accelerator induced coma after nine months with the ability to masturbate in public so fast that no one can see him do it. <laughs> That's a power. Uh, joined by a murderous, sometime paraplegic, a, an unhappy bioengineer that will eventually become a frosty psychotic killer and the lamest Latino in DC history. Barry becomes the savior of Central City, known as The Flash. Ah, yes. And what's interesting about this character is that I think a lot of people, uh, including myself, saw some of the early renditions of the of the costume and all that stuff and felt like it wasn't going to work. And I feel like a lot of people are being presently, uh, presently, blah, pleasantly surprised. Well, that, but that brings me on to one thing. It's, it's. If I just don't like a costume, that's fine. But I can't judge a whole show because that's like this. This is a perfect example of you're saying that like, oh, well, I saw the costume and I thought the show would suck. All right. Now, let's flip that to everybody that goes, oh, Gal Gadot's costume looks great. I'm sure the movie will be fantastic. <laughs> I, I just look at them like, really? <laughs> that's all it takes? Hey. A good costume? Yeah. The Batman like costume was great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's get right into it. The Flash, three episodes old. How are we feeling about it? Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> that, definitely. What about you, RT Square? If I could watch that show every day for the rest of my life, I would not be disappointed. I could kill you now. <laughs> and it will be hold true. Now, yeah, and nobody will hear it because we'll have nobody to play the audio. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, I mean, one thing I love about this Flash series is something that Mike brought up. And I know Mike's going to be like, damn it, he took my fucking thunder. But we were talking in the gym about it. And one thing he said was, this is the way you're supposed to begin a series. And I yep. agree with you. Could you elaborate? Gotham, you sucked on your introduction of your show. <laughs> Why didn't you just go visit the people over at The Flash and follow suit? Mind you, you're part of the same company. I mean, two different channels, but it's DC. Yeah, but Fox just didn't want to listen. Yeah. yeah. yeah Fox seriously. Like, Fox is, they invented the my way or the highway biz. Yeah. Like, that's why Fantastic Four yeah, is it's, it is. it's just really sad. I mean, the difference between the two, the pilots. But I mean, The Flash, even if you've never watched Flash, you got everything you needed to know to make this series work. And also, I like the way that they revamped the power enough to give it a, a little bit more explanation, even though they still kept the elements of how he got his powers. Yes. Because in the comics, it's just a lightning bolt hits these chemicals and it showers him and bathes him and that's how he gets his powers. Mm -hmm. Here, we can't tell exactly what gave him his powers. He well, we was didn't... struck by a lightning, chemicals went over, but he was also hit by unknown energies from a particle accelerator. Yeah. Right. So pick your poison, you know, on how he actually got his powers. Right. And, and, and the fact that they're using the particle accelerator to give the reason probably why we're going to have so many metahumans in the DC world that they've created, I think works for me. I love the fact that they introduced the, the name metahumans. I like the idea yeah. of, of exactly the particle accelerator um, being the reason why some of these heroes are around, even though it felt very Smallville-ish. Yeah. yeah, I mean, kind of, but I mean, at least this is kind of. It, they named everything on Kryptonite. And small yeah, but Ville. that's the whole point: is that Kryptonite was like the blame. But then after that, there was just people with abilities that had never been in Smallville. I mean, it just got silly that you know this this thing that could kill people just suddenly also gave powers. Here is just like this unknown energy source from like possible other dimensional tap. It just adds a little bit more science than science fiction. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. Or crappy fiction. You know what say. I just realized is that this could actually the 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 cloud mm -hmm. could actually uh, play into the Arrow. Where you, there are some people in Arrow who, ha, who, um, and later on have special abilities, right? right? 
So this could be a reason why uh, Laurel gains a, a canary blast or something. Oh please, no! Could you imagine that? <laughs> we we're not on no. arrow. We're not on arrow yet. I'm just saying we're not on arrow yet. That's no. next time. Not only can I not imagine it, I will kill anyone that attempts to. <laughs> he, he's mad. The minute they started talking about that, by the way, about Laurel becoming canary. Spoilers. You saw Ted Grant. Uh, no, I haven't seen the last episode oh, yet. Okay. Well, oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, you definitely got to catch up. Oh on yeah, that. I'm just or, that one behind. But um, it's, wait, hold on. <laughs> The cap is actually ahead of Mike. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only three episodes and give me time. I'll get busy. All of a sudden, Mike will be like, I'm on episode 20. I'm on episode four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you know, yeah, I was kind of bitter about the only because I just don't like the Laurel Lance character. Well, you, yeah, you keep not, you keep well, talking about just not interesting. All right. Yeah. I mean, I just don't like the character. Anyhow, back to the Flash. Back to the Flash. Um, back to the good show. Yeah. I mean, I and I also like the way that um, I can't remember. He used a few examples, but one of the things he was just like, you know, there's dark matter and all this other stuff. I'm like, shade. Because <laughs> that's you know, I mean, it's like the moment he said dark matter, I think of trying to think of Flash villains. I'm like, yep, shade. You know, I was just like, yeah, they've built a way to have all of these characters in. You know, if they have shade, it better be some cool looking dude. Oh, yeah, oh, he better be sharp, well, sharply they, dressed. Well, they've made all the characters, or at least the villains so far, look pretty cool. I mean, Weather Wizard is the first villain we we encounter in the show, the mm-hmm. first episode. Now, mind you, what Mike said is really good. You got to the point. You broke down all the things about Flash's um, origin, and plus it carried over from Arrow. So even if you didn't see Arrow, you still understood what went on, but they still kind of tease it in Arrow. Well, so they, they redo the whole scene from... Well, they uh, do the entire thing, and plus, you know, in- introducing Professor Wells and, you know, th- his whole universe. Professor Zoom, you mean? <laughs> uh, he's not uh, Professor Zoom. Yeah, we, we don't know about that yet. Yeah. I mean, it, by, by comic book terms, Ed Thawne is Professor Zoom. Yeah. But who is also one of the many reverse flashes that there are. Is right. he going to use his name? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But, but he wouldn't have to call himself. He would just be the reverse flash, which nobody yeah. would actually ever call him that. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, all I'm saying is the first episode they introduced that and what you were saying about Shade Better Look Cool, I feel like with Weather Wizard, he did an okay job. In, but I'm sorry. Even though Gigi, shout out to Gigi, had said that the weather wizard looked kind of lame with his hands coming in the air and the, and the and the the clouds forming, I'm like, hey, it looks better than a comic book form. And I showed her, and she was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have no problem with the the first episode. I really really enjoyed it. Um, I, like I said, I'm just curious to see how it goes. I mean, I love the second episode with uh, with Multiplex. Yes, you know. Because I'm bad enough. It's really funny. I'm looking at that. I'm like, I know who he is. That's Multiplex. The Multiple Man. <laughs> Which well, really was actually not his foe. That was actually Firestorm's um, fo- uh, foe. That's why I didn't know him. I'm like... Well, yeah. Because um, Firestorm is a hero from... Who's got his power due to... Oh, the... the um, To Fusion. Yeah. And Multiplex gets his power due to... Come on, science people. That's you. That's not me. Division? Fission. Oh. oh, Fission. Gotcha. Yes. That's right. the difference between the two of them right there. Oh, boy. Man. Come on. I bring a little physics into the conversation oh, here. Oh, God. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> See, my, Ralph gets a new sound effect. He kind of runs to the death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make, make sure we get tired of it by the time we hear it again. Yep. But, I mean, I do like all the looks of the, of the, um, of the villains so far. I do like the way even the Flash looks so far. Yeah. Even I him as... Know. as um. I was going to say Wally West. That's Barry oh Allen. Barry if he's Allen. ever as Wally Ooh. West, I'd slap you. Troy, <laughs> Troy, Troy, please back me up. Wally West is a cool character. There, there probably is going to be a Wally West. Oh, well, well, obviously. Be. Because, yeah. because I mean, there's an Iris West. Yeah. Which, when we talked about in earlier episodes of Me Jungle Fever. Yes. She, she's she's black, and so and so is Detective West. Yes. Yeah. Which is very, very cool. I've got Jungle Fever. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I did like, I mean, you know, I like the fact that they had, well, they, I mean, 
central city was an exceedingly white city. I don't even think there are any black villains in Flash as well. I mean, of any note. I'm not talking about some throw-off villain because I think he had some throw-off villain that could like disappear Everyone spontaneously, whatever. But all the he's black, he could disappear <laughs> 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 only at night. <laughs> what is he, Gabe? I'm kidding. <laughs> Shout out to Gabe. <laughs> he, had, he had the Sam ability. <laughs> oh. I took a picture of him. I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> what were we gonna say, Ralph? I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot now. Oh. Your your flat out racism just threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, like, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, his villains. I, I, I seriously, I cannot think of one Flash villain I, that all, was black. All the rogues are white. So. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, even like ancillary ones. I mean, I, I cannot think of one villain. I can't even think of one character in the Flash world that was black. So wow. you know, so I think that they were just like, all right, this town's a little white. <laughs> you know, let's, <laughs> let's add some color to yeah. it. So we got Dave. Um, we got was it Jesse L. Martin? I believe is the guy from. Uh, everyone knows him from Law and Order, Law and, and Order. of course Rent the movie, and from, and from Rent the original performance on Broadway. Actually, He's fantastic. He was in the original movie. performance. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He was cool. in the movie and the original. Yeah, he was I, awesome. In the movie. I yeah. could have sworn in the last time we talked about this, he said the same thing. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I remember that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and I'm the yeah. oldest one of this group. Well, let me tell you what, man. Dragonberry tastes good, but it takes us tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can drink all the Dragonberry now. Gigi can't drink it for a while. <laughs> you got Dragonberry here? Wait, hold it on, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Jesse L. Martin, I love him as an actor. He takes, yeah, yeah. I, I, he puts a, 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 an aura of sincerity to yeah, the character. He does. It, it's, it's very authentic. Well, especially it, in the, the second one. Um, when you know he when he walk when he storms into Star Lab and he's basically just like, you know. You know, you guys have no right to risk Barry. You know, da 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 da. I mean, it's just, it was just a really, it was, it was a very sincere performance that, that you don't ever see on any of these superhero shows when like any father or father figure like person finds out. They're always like, well, it's dangerous, but oh well, go ahead. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously he has to eventually give his blessing more or less, but I mean, it was actually real concern in there, and I loved it. And I, and I did it not break your heart when he was just like, you know, I won't have them, you know, risking life of my son. And he's like, I'm not your son. Yeah. I was oh like, oh, <laughs> it was like, come You're on, not Barry. My father. Yeah. You can't tell me what oh, to do. Well, funny so is, I saw it coming and I still felt. Oh, the yeah. I knew it was coming, but I was just like, oh, it's going to hurt. Sometimes you know it's coming <laughs> and you <laughs> and you still like, eh, OK, I saw it coming. So I, I don't feel that emotion. You you knew it was coming. And the way he played it out, yeah, it was just like, oh man, that even hurt me. Yeah, and it really—I mean, that's what I'm saying. It was, and I was surprised at how much it hurt. You know, what I mean, because like I said, I mean, you've seen that sentence a million times, and like I said, you knew it was coming, but it just was like, wow. I mean, just in two episodes, I think they've built up enough character bond between them that it really hurt. It didn't feel like, oh, there's just this white guy living in this black family's house, and you know, who cares? I mean, I think that somehow, because they didn't do a lot, but somehow they set it up well enough that you kind of felt that bond right you know um and also i really like the fact that they didn't go through the very very tired oh i'm gonna keep my secret in any way from everybody i know da, da, da. somehow detective west is so stupid he's never gonna figure this out you know Meanwhile, he's a detective yeah on top i mean of i like the very first episode he knows who that barry allen is this guy in a mask i like that right yeah. away yeah, yeah definitely that was pretty cool i i found it funny where um in last week's episode where he finally uh, well, I guess you already knew, but when Iris tells him about her dating his partner, yeah, Detective Pretty Boy, and he's like, "I knew, I'm a detective." He's like, <laughs> he's like saying, "Like really, you think I wouldn't know? Come on, what the fuck?" Well, well let me let me go and paraphrase and use one of Mike's sayings. Okay, so let's explain for the hoes at home what's going on so far. So you have you know Detective West, and then you have Iris West, played mm-hmm. by, uh, no, what the hell is it? Oh, Candace Patton. Candace Patton, yeah. another leading actress. 
in a in a superhero TV show, mm-hmm. another DC property, black, beautiful, assertive, smart. smart. I feel like they've been listening to the podcast. <laughs> DC is like, did you listen to what Mike the Finance Guy said about us? <laughs> well, who are we going to get? Can get anyone else darker? <laughs> we don't want to hear from Mike again. <laughs> no, no, no. We would get darker, but there's too many lights to be bought. <laughs> we have a light budget. <laughs> but I mean, Iris West, she's just beautiful, and and she's yeah. and she plays off well with Barry. Yeah, and they actually are like when I look at them together, you know, because I mean, inevitably he should be with her because that's who Barry Allen has always been with. Um, I look at them, I'm like, they're actually a cute couple. Like, yeah. they, like you know, they're not like a mismatched couple. I think they're very cute as a couple. And it's not like a lame couple. Like, when you ever read the comic book of The Flash and you see Barry with, he always talks about Iris. It Grandma felt, Iris? Yeah, it felt like, like 1940s, like, you know, like, like that's his, like, you know when they say, oh, we're going home to your old lady? That's who his old lady was. <laughs> <laughs> but with Iris, I'm like, wow, she's hot. Yeah. And then just watch his heart break when, she, when she's all up on Eddie Thawne, who if, the holes at home who are comic book readers, Eddie Thawne is the reverse Flash, like the guy said before. But in this rendition of the Flash, or at least the TV version, he's a detective. He's um Detective West's partner. Right. Yeah. So to watch that happen, to watch him not only be introduced into the series, but be Iris's love interest, a little punch in the right. gut. Well, that's what I'm thinking is going to start their rivalry. The rift. Because yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously it's some. Well, assuming they do say that Ed Thawne becomes the reverse Flash, um, and not the Professor. Uh, then that will probably start there. Well, it'll probably be a twofold thing, meaning at some point the reverse flash will show up and of course neither will know who either is. Right. And then, so you're going to have the, the dual front rivalry, reverse flash versus flash, Ed versus Barry. Yeah. Right. And then eventually you figure they're going to find out that they're one in the same and that rivalry is probably then going to really accelerate. The only thing Pun is, intended. <laughs> you know. now, 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 are you saying that Reverse Flash would be coming from the future and having that rivalry? No, I'm, I'm saying present, that... He'll be present that Eddie Thorne will become... Well, if, again, don't forget, we don't know anything about Eddie Thorne. We assume he's present day. Right. I mean, again, he for all we know he could be from the future. Right. But let's just say he is present day. We, you we know. can already assume there's one person from the future. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, he could be from the future, but let's just say he is from this time and it just... He gets... For instance... He could very easily be experimented on by Professor Wells right. to try and duplicate Barry's power. I can already... I'm actually starting to write this in my head already. Like, that would explain <laughs> oh, where he... Man. Well, think about it. That would explain where he's getting his power from. Um, because, I mean, unless they're saying that there was another lightning strike or whatever and he got his power and just never, and, and suddenly didn't go into a coma, I could just see that Professor Wells experiments trying to get Flash's power again, uses Ed Thawne, gives him power... Um, again, they kind of show up and then it turns out, lo and behold, we're, we were vying for Iris and now we're also vying for power and either a suggestion from the professor or his own mind and the use of a cosmic treadmill or whatever. He's like, you know what? Maybe maybe his attempt was to go back in time, not to kill Barry's mom, but to kill Barry's mom before Barry was born. You know, very Terminator thing. Right. Or whatever. I, you know, because we also, we, we know that the reverse Flash was there. Right. Know, yeah. So we don't know why, but I'm just tossing out possibilities. No, no, you know, it's definitely good on. possibilities out there. What do you think in there, Ralph? Uh, I'm thinking I can't wait to see next week's episode where you have Captain Cold and also <laughs> the lovely Felicity Smoke. Yes, smoke. I love Felicity She's smoke. She's so great on Arrow. Yeah, you have no idea. Every time I watch Arrow, all I yell at the set is like, anytime there's like you know a danger scene and she's in the middle of it, I'm like, you better not hurt Felicity. Better <laughs> I'm like yelling at the writers like, you better not hurt Felicity Smoke. <laughs> I love her. She's just such a great character. She's she so much is. fun. And did you know that she's really from the comic? 
For the really? yeah, I thought for the longest time she wasn't from the comic, but she is. Nothing major at all. She's a very small role. I think they just re- recently reintroduced her in the New 52 only because of the show. Um, but I think she was the stepmother to Ronnie Raymond. Oh, wow. Yeah, she became the step. And like, that was it. I think they just didn't get along. You know, but Speaking of Ronnie Raymond, when in the, in the last episode of The Flash, when they go down into the particle accelerator, mm-hmm. didn't you expect Ronnie to just like pop out of nowhere in the Firestorm costume? <laughs> No, right? no, no. <laughs> and, and did you oh. notice the the fifty two Easter egg? I have not seen the episode. Oh, okay. Well, in, when oh, they... hold on. Press the button. Press the button. Warning: This segment may Don't contain groan. spoilers, so leave Stop. Ralph alone. Come on, Ralph. You're gonna fucking spoil it. Not only for people, but for Mike. At least put the fucking it's warning just, out there. When they go down to the particle mm-hmm. accelerator. There's a 52 in the background. That's all that it says. Level 52 or something. Aww. There's like 52s all over the Flash. So Aww, yeah. To pay homage to, to the new 52. <laughs> <laughs> to pay homage to a bunch of shit that they're producing in paper form. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you really look at it, like you have the news channels 52. Mm-hmm. They have 52 there. Yeah. There's like 52 Street or something else. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. It's 52 is all over that. They're then making sure that you understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know how long it takes me, man. <laughs> Shit. Well, how long it takes me? What about Gorilla Grodd when you guys are talking about it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, that, hey I mean, Cap, did you see the uh, the Gorilla Grodd uh, Easter egg there? No. Uh, where was it? <laughs> There's that big sign that said Grodd. Yeah. <laughs> All I needed was a, a flashing neon light, and he probably still wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> Barry walking by. What's Grodd? <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I was, I think I was drawing that night while watching um, The Flash. So I remember putting my head down, and when I watched it again after speaking to Mike, and Mike was like, "You missed the cage," and I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, they 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 panned to it. They kept it on there for like two, three seconds." I'm like, "No, they didn't." Mm-hmm. I go home and I watch it again. I'm like, "Oh wow, they did." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but look at that! Look at that, Mike. He didn't believe you. Yeah, <laughs> they froze the frame. People take note. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's. The the first episode made you want more. The second and really? the third have not disappointed yeah. either. No, hundred percent. And the only the only flaw here, I hate. Watching Barry, when we look at him in front, I hate watching him run. It's that <laughs> slow motion back and forth arm when he's running. I love when they get him from the side. I hate watching him run from the front because it's just it's like eh, it looks fake. It looks fake. <laughs> it looks like you're 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 slowly running in front of a green screen. You know who was? Uh, well, you haven't seen the third episode, but no. I'm pretty sure you like read uh, a synopsis or something. Uh-huh. Who was the name of the gas guy? The gas guy. Yeah, oh, in the third a, one, um, yeah. I think he's called the Mist. But I mean, I didn't see it. But I just remember yeah. having seen that somewhere. And the Mist. See, the Mist is oddly enough. I think the Mist is a Starman villain. Is a Starman villain? I believe so. Starman. Oh man. Yeah. So that'd be interesting to see if they bring him in. But he would have nothing to do with the particle accelerator unless they change its ability. I mean, he has right. a cosmic rod. Well, oh, you're starting Cosmic so. Rod. It's kind of yeah. like Patrick Universe. <laughs> I, I have a Cosmic Rod. I, I keep it in my house. Nice. Well, <laughs> I'm not even going to ask about that. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I ask you, how do you guys feel about um, Flash's supporting cast? You know, especially with the technicians and the professor in well, Star Labs. Well, he's dangerous. Well, that's what I put in the synopsis. I'm like, you know, a, a, a sometimes paraplegic, you know, murderous psychotic that he is. Um, I think he's interesting because I, because he does not exist in the comic books. And that's Tom Cavanaugh, right? The right. actor? Yeah, yeah Tom, Tom Cavanaugh plays I love him. Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah, he's really good. And because um, he technically would be Everett Thorne. Yeah. 
Right. Like, I mean, Thawne. I mean, because, but at the same time, not really, because his his newspaper is from 10 years in the future. Everett Thawne is from like the 30th century. So, yeah. like, he's thousands of years away, you know, or at least a good thousand years away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I'm just interested to see what they're going to do with it, I'm, how they're going to play it off. Because, for instance, he might be, they might try and do a, um, remember Zoom versus Professor Zoom? Yeah. Or, or, Remember how like there was Professor Zoom, which is Eddie Thawne, and then right. there was, I, I thought it was just Zoom. It was like a monster and, looking. Well, he was crazy. Yeah. Like crazy, crazy. I don't mean just villain crazy. He was actually crazy. No, he was a normal, but he had the reverse flash suit. But remember, he was the one that, he was the one that didn't have super speed. He was the one that moved through time. Okay. That was his, that's what they said his ability was. So that, like, they making a difference that he's not running fast. He's actually just moving rapidly through time, which is what seems like he's running fast, but he's not. Gotcha. Um, and what his whole point was, was that he wanted to make Flash a better hero. And he's crazy, you have to understand this. So his idea of making Flash a better hero was to murder people to improve Flash ability. And when he realized that he thought that Iris was holding him back, he actually killed Iris. Like, and she was dead for quite a while in the comic book. He, what he did was, um, it was really a cool one. Flash is coming up really fast. And he's already, on, and Zoom is already there with Iris. And they're like on the public streets, so you know, lots of buildings and storefronts everywhere. And he just snaps his fingers at super speed and shatters all the glass, and that just rips her to shreds. Wow. And she just dies in his arms, pregnant. And it kills oh. the babies. Yeah. Babies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah twins. twins. Holy shit. Yeah. T- to make it more tragic. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Twice, twice, twice the agony. <laughs> so, so, so the idea, so, so the character of Professor Miles can go many different ways. Well, then. I could, well, that would be interesting. And again, like following this fake story that I just invented about every, Ed Thawne was that, for instance, could you imagine if he's like the Zoom character trying to quote unquote make a better Flash? Because remember, when he kills that guy, it's yeah. like he's trying to protect Barry. Right. He's like, but he, he's murderously doing it. He needs know? to become the Flash. Right. So, Boom. right. You know. So that I'm saying. And so he does so it with a mind, smile. Too. Yeah, and he was a creepy smile. So I'm thinking, like, so if he's kind of playing that Zoom role where he's trying to make a better Flash by any means, then I can see him, especially as the professor with all the access to the science, him building an enemy of equal speed. Mm, okay. See, that's where, you know, this is where my mind is trying to put together a possible story plot. And if I'm right, fuck you all! <laughs> <laughs> all right. But anyway, so that's the way I'm seeing it. But, okay. but he doesn't exist in the real world, um, I mean, in the comic world. Um Let's and, no, hold on. Let's note the time. It is now three o three on Sunday, October twenty six. Uh, Mike has just made a prediction. If it comes true, let's see what happens. I also predict that all of you will send me money. <laughs> <laughs> send me money. That's uh, not subliminal at all. <laughs> <laughs> but what do we think of Danielle Panabaker as Dr. Caitlin Snow? Um, I, I like her. I mean, I, I felt she was a little stale, but then as I, when I realized who she was. I was like, right. oh, she's, she's a little cold, a little yeah. frigid. And then they make they, How many puns do they do in this freaking show? That wasn't a joke, ass. <laughs> that's a joke. Okay. No, no. Uh, seriously. How many puns? That's the one thing that kind of annoys me. There's a lot of really cheesy puns. Right. Like in the third episode, um, when, when Dr. Snow starts talking with, with Barry about her relationship with Ronnie Raymond, she says, yeah, you know. You know, we're, we're kind of opposites, you know, kind of like I, fire, fire and ice. ice yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking serious, guys? <laughs> we went there. <laughs> I love watching Titanic. My favorite part's when it sinks because it hits an <laughs> iceberg. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Is <laughs> just some spinach on that salad? No, I want iceberg lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So I was just like, oh, my God. I, I 
I couldn't believe they said so many puns within the first three episodes, and they're bad. If she would have just left it at, and mind you, I'm nitpicking now. Right. Well, you know, it's only a pun if you know the history. Yeah, but it's so blatant. You know, they say we're like fire and ice, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Even the delivery was kind of like, here it is, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but it still was no penguin. <laughs> oh, here we go with the penguin. Oh boy. But uh, and the other assistant, um, uh, Cisco Ramon or Raymond, I guess. <laughs> yeah, or Ramon. Yeah, because no E at the end of his name. I don't know. No E at the end is Ramon. Yeah. Uh, what do we think of him? Um, I mean, you, you need you need the um comedic, you know, um the comic relief, the comic Latino. Yeah. Now, did you all listen to my synopsis? I and, did, but what about right? it? And I said what that he was the lamest Latino ever introduced in DC yeah. history. See. Do you know why I said that? I'm wondering why. This, uh, the breakdancing superhero, right? Didn't you get my vibe from what I just there said? There you go. Oh, That's no. That's who he is. Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, well, he's got no. the last name, just not the same first name. Because uh, I'm, actually, what is Vibes? Vibes' last name is Ramon. His first name is uh, Francisco. Prince. And this guy is? He just said it. So just say it. Cisco uh, Ramon. Oh, God. There yes. Go. Yep. He is Vibe. He is Vibe. Well, he the lamest. Be, be Vibe. He's just, you know. He'll be Vibe. They wouldn't, why would you even put Cisco Ramon? Like why would you vibe. put Cisco Ramon in there? I mean, that makes no sense. Because Cisco Ramon was a gang leader. He wasn't like involved in engineering and science. So to put him in there means you've got Vibe. So you know? unless, unless, I mean, how are they going to get his powers? I mean, well, well he may already have him and just not realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Because not everybody said, like, like the um, Weather Wizard didn't say that he fell into a coma. Barry's the only one that just happened to be in a coma, you know. So well, everyone well, else Barry just Barry also got hit by lightning. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, so it's not like that's the first sign. I mean, it could just be building. A bit. Like, let's put it this way. If, whenever they're ready, you, he'll start to get the tremors. Oh, you're drinking a lot of coffee or something. No, I just got the shakes. I don't know why, you know. You can yeah. already see it coming, you know. All I know is that he pulls out a... Uh, uh, a, a piece of cardboard and starts breakdancing? Yeah, and a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> starts in some parachute pants. A boombox just like just starts coming out of his skin. <laughs> if they go there, I'm I'm stopping the show. Honestly, I'm stopping watching the show because the show's so great so far. Yeah, but even if they, if they include vibe, it's not be the yeah, you can right. include vibe, but not have him be a character. Like, well, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, they wouldn't make him yeah, that character. I mean, he, you know? he's already like a, a super smart engineer tech guy. You know? But I like the fact. But what I do like is the fact that they're taking DC characters that already exist and mm-hmm. giving them a place in right. this in this universe, and not doing the and and I hate I know Mike loves the show, but not doing the um, Smallville thing, which is creating characters that didn't exist. Right. Well, you know, you know, yeah. what would be a more likely possibility that could happen. Because they they study um, uh, Barry, right? Mm-hmm. He might be looking into some sort of vibrational frequency, yeah. and he builds like a suit or something that allows him to create oh, vibration. I hope he doesn't build a suit or something like a gadget or something. Right. No, you know? I know what you're saying, He's but I Latin <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did he did design Barry's suit. It's Iron Hombre. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm trying to think of a Spanish word that would be funny. No, not right now. It'll come later. <laughs> Vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So, any any last words before we give our ratings on the Flash? Um, you should be watching that show too. <laughs> is that is that everything for final words? You're gonna say? Oh, well, they should be watching it. <laughs> I, you should watch it before he runs away. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Are there crickets anywhere in this room? Thank you. Okay, we need to get the cookie sound. When I say something corny, cookies play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's give our ratings. What do we think of The Flash so far? Three episodes in, going on four tomorrow, I believe, right? Uh, or no, Tuesday. Tuesday. That's why I always miss it. Okay, so MFG, what's your rating for 
The Flash thus far. Thus far, I give The Flash eight. Is Barry going to have sex with Iris? Oh, he already did. <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> All right. Eight out of ten. And he did again. <laughs> He's that quick. I, I don't know how he, kills, he still keeps her. <laughs> Ralph. I give it nine uh, Barry faintings out of ten. Wow. Okay. I'm going to give it nine and a half. Who the fuck is Professor Miles? Out of ten, I really Wells. feel like it's close. Who to is a... Professor Miles? Yeah, we're gonna find it's out. Professor no, Wells. Who's Professor Miles? I'm Professor Miles. <laughs> Professor. <laughs> I wrote. The... Did I write that wrong? I wrote that wrong. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was thinking about Miles Morales. No, uh, I was. Th- I was thinking about um, Miles from Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> oh, he was thinking of I would walk my yeah, 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 miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no singing, please. But but yeah, you know, I actually have that song. Okay, so can I fix my rating? <laughs> please do. I, nine and a half out of ten. There we go. <laughs> no, no bells and whistles. Just right to it. But, but but I want to know more about Professor Miles. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that cricket is just really going. Yeah. <laughs> now, no wonder Peter, no wonder Pinocchio hated him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So there you have it. A quick look at the flash. And like Ralph said, if you blink, you'll miss it. But whoa, 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 wait, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go is next. Geeks on the go. Now with more Ralph. <laughs> really with more Ralph or yeah. more crickets? More Ralph. <laughs> All right. You know the segment. You know what we do. What I, do we do? I give quick, quick questions. You do? I do. Oh. When I don't stumble. Okay. Oh, wow. You guys, Is there a time limit? You guys give quick answers on we all do. things geek. Yeah. Nice. And we never make it under a minute. Why? Because you guys are lazy. Oh. I'm, I'm lazy? <laughs> You're lazy? You don't even write notes. <laughs> That's because I'm smart. <laughs> Okay, smart, right, okay. Oh, by the way, uh, actually, no, I'll save that for After Geeks on the go. All right, so we're ready? Ready? Yeah, whatever. Ready, set, go. With Marvel shelving the Fantastic Four comic book, which FF character will you miss the most? Ralph. The Thing. The Thing, because it sounds like Kev. Ben Grimm's. He's awesome. That's right, I agree. Mike. Um, Superior Spider-Man. Because the FF can just die in a burning pit of shit for all I care. Wow. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> okay. Halloween week is upon us. So I ask you, what is a comic book co- a comic book costume you came close to dressing as once? Mike. Well, now that I've developed telekinesis, I'm going to be Dr. Manhattan and his amazing dancing wang. <laughs> <laughs> How many weeks have you been talking about that in a row? <laughs> Ralph. The Invisible Man. Yeah, because you may not see me, but I'm there. It seems like now. <laughs> <laughs> if if they could appear in the real world, who would be the scariest comic book villain to bump into a dark alley? Ralph. Mariah Carey. Oh, wait. You said comic book villain? Comic book character. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what you should get for your answer, but time is up. But keep going. Dr. Doom, probably. Dr. Doom. All right. Damn right on that one. <laughs> and Mike? Um, well, according so. to according to DC, uh, any black man, <laughs> <laughs> not to the television series, but go ahead. Otherwise, the Joker. Yes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you just know you're going to die. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, which comic book title haunts you in your dreams? Tile for whatever reason. They're comic book tiles. Comic book titles. Okay. Sorry, did I say tiles? Yes. What is up with me today? I don't know. I don't listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does Ralph. <laughs> what? Exactly. Okay, what comic book titles or title haunts you in your dreams for whatever reason? Mike. A vibe, because I fear they're going to bring it back. <laughs> Ralph. 
My Little Pony. Those things are scary. Oh <laughs> man, you ain't no brony. <laughs> gotta be like the cat. <laughs> Jab- jabroni. <laughs> I wonder if that's what it was. That's what it means. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, so um, a couple of quick shout outs. Shout out to my boy Gabe. Hopefully he's listening to this episode. He, he probably, probably is. is <laughs> Shout out to Jazz. Hope hope you enjoyed this episode. and Hope you're getting your argument ready because you're taking on the big, big task of talking with us about Superman, Man of Steel, and trying to make us feel like you like it. I don't think I even believe that you like it. I have a trap door ready just to, when he's, we got to get him to sit on that one spot in the room. It just opens <laughs> to a pit of piranhas. Damn. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, Mike. I th- thought those were just angry fish. <laughs> well, they are. They're not really piranha. They're just goldfish. I outfitted with dentures. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so, like, like the sharks with the laser beams on their heads. Oh, well, yeah. There's that. <laughs> I, I was. See, you go so complicated, Mike. Just make it simple. When Jazz comes in, we give him the fourth mic, and it has a springboard. So when he says something, um, you know, about Superman that he likes, it hits him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like getting, like, you know, just dick beaten by Superman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shout out to Chris. Hope, hopefully you're doing okay in Massachusetts. Come back soon. We miss you. Uh, he misses you. I'm all right. Wow. <laughs> Okay. So much love here. There's so much love. And also, shout out to the Meanwhile 22 Pages Later page on Facebook. When you get a chance, if you have not seen the Avengers 2 trailer, you need to check it out. How can we have not discussed this? I... Hello, is in quick news. Uh, yeah, why, quick why would news? I have to put it in the quick news? Okay, let's take a couple seconds. <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. How do you feel about the Avengers two trailer? That should have been a. <laughs> <laughs> there are like no a... strings on me. <laughs> that was really creepy when I heard that. Yeah, I, I just they brought I, I'm it back ready. to Pinocchio. <laughs> Geppetto is pissing himself right now. <laughs> oh, he's coming after me. <laughs> now, Mike, you said Mario, some- hide me. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, now, you said something at at um, one of the time we went to to lunch the other day, mm-hmm. and you said something about was it you or was it Troy? Well, uh, we're at lunch. I think I said something like, "Why don't you ever pay for your own damn meal?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was me. I, I, the thing I had said was, and again, I'm hoping it's just the way it came across on the trailer or something along that line. The only and it's minor the only minor complaint i have in the trailer is that um james Peter's voice which is wonderful sounded like james Peter's voice in front of a cgi image of a robot like right. it just didn't feel like it was that image so i'm just hoping it's just a a matter of the way they just cut it you know when they were doing the uh, the trailer now typically i don't agree with troy a lot surprise family but Yes. But but I will say I will agree with it didn't bother me as much. I understand what you're saying, but I I was not bothered by it at all. His voice was creepy enough where I was just like and just with the imagery going on, it was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, but see, the thing is, if in the movie, if it doesn't fit there, it would be like watching like, you know, Japanese karate movie. It's like it'll be this creature with a projected voice that doesn't seem like it's coming from it. And that'll just yeah. be weird. Okay. You know, so I'm just hoping that that, and I'm sure it won't. You know, like I said, I'm sure it's just the way the trailer but, but, but is maybe, cut. But maybe for clarity's sake, they decided to go that direction because they saw what they did with Bane and they with other metallic but voices. But Bane sounded like it was coming from somewhere else. Too. Yeah. Like it didn't sound like it was coming it's, from it's him. It's because we couldn't see his lips moving. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, it's not like the android has lips. And that's what I'm saying. So if well, it doesn't sound like it's coming from it. No, you know, actually, in, in, if you look closer, you see his lips move. Like, well, his mouth, anyway, the jaw. Well, works. that's what I'm saying. But he doesn't have lips, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Well, so I'm just, ho- I'm just hoping it just feels more there. But that was my only complaint about it and that, that was minor awesome that was great i mean between that and then 
Iron Man's new suit, or, or for us is not new, but the you Hulkbuster. Know, the Hulkbuster. Yeah. Why they're That's fighting right. is just a question. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Civil War much? No, I, I someone else I was talking to. Oh, I think it was Jazz. I was actually talking to about the whole Civil War thing, um, and and Jazz is not a a big reader yet, um, but he you know he knows a lot of the things from uh, maybe it's the video games or just from other other media mentions and. Uh, I, I know a lot of people want Civil War to happen. And, uh, you know, and of course people are like, well, you know, of course they don't have all the rights to all the characters. I'm like, even if they did, it's it just, I don't find it to be a viable movie because especially in the, um, the world we have right now, we don't have that many heroes. Yeah. So for to have a Civil War with multiple heroes means you're just going to have a bunch of heroes that no one besides nerds know who they are just kind of shooting in and out of the screen suddenly no, no, for no reason. I think, this, I think they're setting up the Civil War for the third, for the third one. Yeah, but, that's, but and then this goes to the question um, Jazz and I were talking about, which was, what is it really going to be about? I said, because the whole point is in the comics, Tony Stark, uh, he, him and, the, uh, and Richards, because of the whole future tech kind of thing that they do, they could see how this would have happened in the world and why registration should have happened. That's not the Tony Stark we have. We have a completely anti-establishment Tony Stark. At no point, I mean, I mean, even if you tell me a reason, it's not going to be believable based off of who we've seen of why he's going to be pro-registration. And Captain America certainly is not going to be pro-registration. So what's the war going to be over? I agree with you, but I agree with you more. You know? I, I, th- I think to- Tony will make, I, I think that's why you do it in the third one because in the second one, you can have him make a, a switch. And also, I mean, the one thing that's still consistent in the comic book and in the movie is that Tony Stark has said he's Iron Man. It's not like it's a secret. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we know he's Iron Man. Now, so you're right. He is anti-establishment. But between the second movie, the Captain America movie, and, and the third one, you have plenty of time to have him change his stance for something. For You could have an event happen that makes him want right. to change his but stance. The, but then the other part of Civil War, that then, and this is the part that even Jazz was like, oh, I didn't know that about the book. I'm like, yeah, they make it very clear. The whole when they started Civil War, they were like, "Hey, what side are you on?" And from issue one, they were basically like, "Hey, if you're on Tony Stark's side, you're a Nazi." <laughs> so I mean, I mean, literally, I mean, I'm not being funny. I mean, they gave complete allegory in the back where you had the Allies, Captain America, fighting the Nazis. I mean, it's an actual little story. I'm like, well, I know what side I'm on. I mean, so that's the whole other point too. It's like, well, what argument are you going to give in this this movie? I mean, I just don't. In other words, I it's a great idea. I don't need to see it. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I think if you refine it, if you refine it in the movie, and especially if you have somebody like um, Joss Whedon on board, Mm -hmm. he can he can take that and make it work. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot to ask for because again, it's like fine. Tony changed his mind, so he's going to go as far as to imprison people without any rights or trial. I mean, well, that's, but, what I'm, that's, that's what I'm yeah, trying but, to say is yeah, that but we don't have to follow it verbatim. Well, it's not thing. verbatim, but then again, that's my whole point: is if you don't follow certain parts, then what is the war really? Over? Like, in other words, it's not a civil war; it's just a mild disagreement. You, you see what I'm saying? You but know. I, I think a cataclysmic event has to happen to, to make it to make it reach high stakes. But I don't think I don't think everything that's in the book. You know, has to be included in order for it to be a good movie. Um, it, no, it doesn't. I just I don't see what the movie would be about. I mean, okay. You know, because again, yeah. now right now we have like what six heroes. Ooh, what's yeah? Well, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have at least twelve by the time the third one comes out. Between between the movies between now and um, the Avengers, the the second Avengers, which is in May. Well, we're but, gonna have Ant Man, and then we have Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver here. But who else are we getting? And then we're also getting Doctor Strange. We're also getting you know between two and three, right. we're getting about. Three, three, four more characters. Got in a couple well, of years away. Well, who else are we getting though? I mean, it's Doctor Strange. Um, and you figure if they make another Iron Man, they're probably gonna throw another hero in there. I suppose. Yeah, cause I forgot who else they're, they're adding. But even if they and if they talk about getting Spider Man, like they've been talking about borrowing him, that ain't happening. 
<laughs> I'm just putting it out there right now. That's wishful thinking. Damn. Is there is there I, a Santa Claus? Is there an Easter Bunny too? MFG. I, I don't have a desire for Spider Man to be. I mean, you know. Let me swing this around, Ralph. Yes. You've heard us yammering here for like the past. I don't know, five minutes talking about this. How, how do you feel about... Um, uh, it was five minutes. It felt more like a lifetime. Shut up, shut up. I'm saying... Lifetime for women? <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think about what we're saying? We're talking about, you know, the idea of, um, you know, the, the hint of a civil war or, you know, Mike saying it sh- he doesn't think it should happen. It wouldn't be interesting if it did. Well, they're going to start um, civil war in Iron- in uh, Captain America 3. Right. That's where they're going to start it. So that's uh, 2016. But how do you feel about it? That's my question. I think it's going to be interesting. Okay, it's gonna be very. By that point, they they've already we would have already had, Ant, the Ant Man movie. I think right, right. Uh, what else are they making? Well, that's what we were talking about. That's what I was asking. I'm not sure what there other. There are a few of the movies that should be out by that point. So okay, and it might be introduce some new characters, so it might work. It might, but I mean, Fantastic Four was a big proprietor of that Civil War, also. So and you're gonna have um, you already have Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, so right. And see, like th- that's the thing, like with the in the Civil War, which had its problems it was a good story all in all but it had its problems um like the fantastic four being involved in civil war was good not because of the characters but because they are such a tight family watching them split over that was very interesting yeah you know like and that's the kind of stuff that'll be lost here it's just like 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 i said i mean i just see it just seems like an argument that's just going to get out of control right as opposed to like Holy shit, it's a divide, you know. <laughs> you sound like Robin there. Holy shit, Batman. <laughs> holy shit, Batman. And I'm going to say, holy shit, we're out of time. <laughs> so, for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. You got Batman. RT Square, Ralph the Tech. <laughs> this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And next week, we're probably going to be talking about Walking Dead and The Arrow. Are you going to be watching both? I don't even think we're going to be here next week. Well, you know what I mean, two weeks from now. That's two weeks. All right. <laughs>